Hi, I'm Terry. And I'm Ali. Open water swim coaches and sea lovers based in North Devon. Join us while we aim to entertain, motivate and inspire you to step into the water and seize your dreams. Welcome to the Coastal Swimcast. Oh, hi, hi. Oh, hi, hi. How are you, Terry? Do you know what? I'm actually really, really good. We're on the back of um, coaching this morning at seven o'clock, which we had the most amazing sunrise that I've seen. Well, we don't see sunrises very often, so. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly don't. You definitely don't. I'm always awake, but uh, yeah, it was, God, absolutely incredible sunrise so yeah we did our hours coaching and then you and i we stayed and did the same workout that we uh, got our lovely swimmers to do and i feel bloody great it felt like a really good workout i uh lots and lots and lots of kicking there was a lot of kicking which was good but yeah i feel great really good good how about you yeah i feel exactly the same i feel yeah delightful to be honest good oh good yeah so i feel like we should um yeah first of all apologize for no podcast last week but nope. um our schedules have been a little bit crazy now that we are supermodels of the world yeah yeah i i don't know what to say you know showbiz has changed me <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it was a crazy week last week so uh we didn't have a chance to record but um what a day we had. Oh, it was it was something very, very special, wasn't it? It really was. I mean, I think we both had our own expectations of what we thought that it might be, but it was it it exceeded my expectations for how welcoming, how empowered, how um, great they made us feel, yeah, throughout the whole shoot. Yeah, I really loved it. And yeah, though you know, just to think back, that we were just wandering around, yeah, in bare minimum of things, and just feeling and just having a chat, talking to the photographer, going through the photograph, seeing what was going on, and yeah, I didn't. There wasn't any period where I was like really like oh god. Ugh. I knew we were in good hands from the moment that we uh, got out of our cars and we could see this guy who we hadn't met yet unloading the car, unloading a car outside the studio we were about to go into. So I kind of, or well, we walked over and I was like, oh, hi, you must be Angus. And he's like, oh yeah. And I stuck my hand out and went, oh, hi, I'm Terry. And Angus just, you know, moved my hand away, went, come here and give me a hug. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, we're in good hands. We're in really good hands. Yeah. And the lovely thing is not only did we have a lovely time, but we, I, well, I certainly feel that I can say with confidence that these new suits that Yonder Sports have created are lovely. They are so They're nice. really lovely. So we will be providing you an update with that. And I think we were so worried about, because um, I think historically, you know, I, um, or it's well known that uh, Ulex isn't quite as stretchy as neoprene, which is why I think people don't rush to make, you know, a, a whole wetsuit range in it, I'm guessing, but um, yonder have, yay. And actually it was nowhere near as tough as we thought getting in and out of 11 wetsuits. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of wetsuit changing. So yeah. yeah, we will keep you posted. They are due out 
fairly mm. soon. Oh, in March, I think they said. Yeah. They? So cool. we will keep you posted and then we will probably do another podcast on that just so you guys know what's available. And yeah. and yeah, so if you've got any questions, send them our way and, and hopefully, yeah, we'll be able to answer those. Yeah, but look yeah. out for the Ali and the Terry yep. suits because we got to name them as well. So yeah, all in all, an absolute fab day. Yeah, brilliant. Cool beans. So subject for today is myths myths well myth busting myth busting myth busting in reference to sort of swimming in general but mainly i've done mine mainly on yeah open water mainly yeah i think you know i said to you this morning i got myself i went down a really big rabbit hole (laughs) with all of these myth busting things and we were originally just going to do one episode on this and after kind of doing the research and wanting to fill it out and rather just saying that's not true we wanted to give you an actual explanation of things um there are just so many there are so many out there and there are too many for one episode so we will revisit and we will come back and probably this will be a reoccurring episode every now and then with new with new ones so We've gone through. We haven't told each other what we've got. No. So we might. We may. I, I, I feel like I got an idea of what you went for. So <laughs> I don't uh, know. I've tried to be a bit random. <laughs> well, one you did kind of go. Well, we need to address that one. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so shall I go for? Shall I go first? Have you got a big one first? Oh, hey. That's what she said. Um, I've got. Uh, Are all yours big? Oh my God, she's done some proper research, this one. Go on then, do your your small one and then I'll do a small one. Okay, my small one is, and I quote, you must be so used to it by now that you don't really feel it. Oh, that's one of mine. So with the cold, yeah. when you cold water swim, yeah, you must be really used to it. You, you, you must not feel it. And I've written here, nope, it still feels cold. <laughs> I mean, and I've written that as um, cold water swimmers never get cold. It's like, are you kidding? We do. Yeah, we still feel it. It still feels really, really cold. And like horrendous. Yeah. I'm getting in and I'm questioning my life choices every <laughs> single time. Yeah, absolutely. So that's an absolute myth that just because we do it most days, anybody that swims most days or even a few times a week during the winter. And I don't think it necessarily gets easier either it you just manage it i don't even know if you manage it better well you do i think we manage it (laughs) because and we stay there because we know that after a few minutes you're like oh okay this is okay this isn't too bad now and then you can like enjoy what you're doing and you know what's happening you know what's going on with your body and you know what you know what the expectation is and, and what's happening so i think that definitely makes it easier for you to think about the end goal. I think if the whole swim felt like the first one to three minutes of being in cold water, we wouldn't do it. No. So those people that run in (laughs) and go, oh my God, it's so cold, and get out within that three minute period, yeah, I feel sorry for them because they're not. <laughs> yeah, you get like I've said before, you get that buzz. You you think it's fun because you've had a great time with your mates, but your lasting memory is that was absolutely flipping awful. Yeah. Whereas if you can if you can sort of stay for a little bit longer, your lasting memory is I feel great. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, good one. Yeah. Well, good one. Good one. Well done to you yes. as well. <laughs> okay. So what, uh, the other one that I thought that was quite a quick one is that a swim hat will keep your hair dry. <laughs> that is such a good one. <laughs> it is a good one. <laughs> A swim oh, hat. that is such a good one. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad you yeah, like it. I love that one. <laughs> it's an absolute myth. Swim hats do not keep your hair dry. I've tried every swim hat on the market. I've tried double swim hatting. I've tried like the hoods that you wear with a swim hat. And my hair always comes out still a bit wet. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's an absolute myth, guys. It... Um, I wear a swim hat, and we've had this conversation with a few people recently, haven't we, that um, have been coming along to some of our pool sessions that get in with like long hair and ponytails. We're just like, it's an absolute game changer. The necks are being yanked backwards. When your hair's wet, it just feels so heavy, doesn't it? Yeah. And yeah, so the main reason I wear them is so that I'm not drowning in my hair, which otherwise it would be pulling me back in, in the water slowing me down mm. i don't need anything else slowing me down apart from my poor technique at times um yeah is to basically just keep my hair out of the way in the sea it definitely adds an extra layer of warmth yeah i used to go into the sea with a bobble hat on this was obviously before i put my head under the water but i personally think that my swim hat keeps me warmer than my bobble hat used to mm-hmm. even without putting my face in yeah definitely yeah so it's an absolute myth guys swim hats do not keep your hair dry yes depending on how you wear them yeah your hair tends to come out a bit drier than mine yeah but then we know that my technique of how i put my swim hat and how i wear my hair under the swim hat is very very different to yours which is why i always look like a cone head you do look like a cone head Um, but i just think you've got a smaller head so you're you pull yours right down over your ears yeah i mean we have some ladies don't we that their hats end up just just on the top of their heads yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i pull mine all the way down and yeah i do have oh i have a small head okay giraffe yeah (laughs) yeah Good one. Nice, good. Okay, so my one is a myth that's been going around and I hear, and you, I know you hear it a lot as well, and it is potentially quite dangerous. It's a dangerous myth. And this is that you should stay in the water one minute per degree of the temperature of the water. Yeah. So if the temp- water temperature, which at the moment is around eight, nine, mm-hmm. you should stay in eight, nine minutes. Or you you can stay in it. So this is the first thing about that that should be said is it's not a competition. (laughs) It is not a competition. Um, And interestingly, this because this is a myth. And interestingly, this came from a research study that was based and took place in water that was between thirteen and fifteen degrees. Okay. Of of temperature. And so what they found is that it doesn't translate to the colder temperatures. So by doing that, because everyone has individual body differences, our bodies react differently. As we talk in our in our sea knowledge talks, we say everybody's com- everybody has a different body, and their body is made up of different compositions: fat, muscle, bone density. All of those things are elements. But as we know, hormonal, sleep deprivation, hydration. All of those things have an effect as well. So you will find that your tolerance can be very, very different. It can be on a very, very huge scale. And so to categorize it and to say, 
but you you can be in for eight minutes today is very, very dangerous. And also saying that to someone who's never been in cold water before as well, it's a very dangerous thing. And so it was, it was interesting because, yeah, the more I read and looked into it, it's a very interesting dynamic that's been cre- created in the open water and cold water swimming community that there's this, this kind of um, bravado of, oh yeah, you can stay in, oh I can stay in longer than you can, oh I can tolerate the cold. And it's interesting because we're not competitive about how hot our showers are <laughs> or how cold our showers are or I thought this was a really good one as well. You don't have a competition to see who can stay in a hot tub the longest. Yeah. So it's interesting that for heat, we, it doesn't bother us. But for cold, there seems to be this kind of competitive nature. Yeah, that's so that's true. started to happen. And so I think this myth has circulated because it has tried to generalise and make it easier for people. But what I don't want to happen is people think that that's true because it's not. It really isn't. It isn't. I think I've seen it written by... <clears throat> some very experienced swimmers and swimming groups and they've said as a guide you know and I think we when we take people in for our like introduction for winter swimming sessions we always say and I think it probably has been without exception we've managed to take everybody in for at least 10 minutes whatever the temperature of the water mm-hmm so we kind of know that most people can tolerate but we would never use that as a blanket statement no ever but you know with the safety of us with people and you know sometimes really having to work with people to um, control their breathing um to be able to keep them there uh, you know if you and i with a few people that we've taken in if you and i hadn't been there with some of these swimmers there's no way they could have lasted because they can't get their breathing under control so it's all to do with breath work as well yeah. and it's you know um but yeah I, you know as a as a guide people say about 10 10 minutes but yeah you've you've just got to yeah listen so, to your body and our advice is you know if you're starting try something as simple as th- two three minutes well, I always say it's got to be at least three because you don't because, get that R moment. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's better to go in, get that moment, get out yeah, before your body uh, gets too cold. So then you come out and go, oh, actually, that was quite fun. Yeah. And then you want to do it again and then you slowly build up. So that's something as well that we say is make sure you're aware of the time that you're in the water. Yeah. Because when people say one minute per degree, you know... <laughs> If you haven't got a way of tracking that at all either. Often so we, we do that as well, don't we? we? We say to people after about seven, eight minutes, how long do you think you've been in? And they go, three minutes, four minutes. So yeah, people have no yeah. idea. And I can, and again, without exception, there's been incidents where people have gone, oh, I was only in five minutes. Yeah. And you know for a fact that, that that isn't the case. Yeah. So yeah, you can often double it when people say they've been in however long particularly if there's been an incident it's uh yeah so that is myth busted yeah that is the biggest one isn't it i think about cold water i think, it, I think when, when we see that and people say that to us we kind of makes our eye twitch a little bit because we're like oh it's just because it's so dangerous yeah it's such a dangerous thing to say it's eight degrees therefore you can stay in eight eight yeah. minutes 
just so. Or even, you know, when I think about my husband who, you know, on paper probably should be able to stay in the water quite a long time, apart from the fact that he's not acclimatised, he's a big guy, Mm. you know. So you would think that he could tolerate it. Like he comes in at Christmas where it's normally, I would say about 11, 12 degrees still. Mm -hmm. And um, he, I think three minutes, got after drop after three minutes Mm -hmm. he was in trouble he proper had to you know he couldn't you know he got himself into a bit of trouble and that was yeah maybe about four minutes but yeah that was not long in the water so everybody is different yeah he probably was dehydrated it was new year's day (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yes your turn cool beans so i had because uh, this is a big one, and I, uh, well, I think it's a big one because this is something I used to think um, that you'll get tangled up and held down by the reeds slash weeds in the sea. I saw. I, I did think about that one, <laughs> and yeah, that's a really good one. It is a myth. I think um, you know we've we've swam amongst lots and lots of reeds, and actually I find myself now sort of brushing through them and purposely trying to swim. You know, swimming through them. You are hundred percent. They are not they're alive. Not, they're, they're not, not going to twisting <laughs> around your leg and slowly drawing yeah. you down. No, we've all watched too many films, haven't we? It's uh, it's genuinely not going to happen. Especially water in this country is. You know, you you would be very. Um, it would be very rare that you would swim through any dense, dense reeds um, that are going to pull you under. You know, we're, I'm not saying there's ever going to be a scenario where you might just, I don't know, feel a, feel it a little bit, but you are stronger than those reeds. You're mm-hmm. going to get yourself out of that. So an absolute myth. If, you're, if that is your fear, and people have this fear of seaweed touching them, don't they? <laughs> she says when she was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the noises that would come out of you i know crazy but it's it's the same thing it's not going to do anything to you you know yeah so absolute myth you're not going to get tangled up in those reeds no right what you got for me ali okay uh so my other myth uh well myth to bust is that after drop is your blood getting cold and then traveling around your body so it co- it's cooling your body down yeah that is not what after drop is and often people think that you can get after drop in the water as well again that's not the case it's after you've been immersed in the cold whether that's cold wind or whatever so you know so that's the first part of it Um, So yeah, it's not your blood getting cold because of the cold water and then it moves to your core and then it cools your core down. Uh, It's more science-y than that. Oh, I love this. Yeah. This is the geek in her. Yes. I mean, I I knew (laughs) knew a lot of it anyway. Um, I actually found myself on uh, (laughs) the uh, GCSE physics website. (laughs) Of course you did. Uh, Because it's all about conduction, so heat conduction. Um, and the transference of heat, well, in this case, the transference of cold through the body. So once your body gets submerged in the cold water, the conduction of the cold slowly works its way through your body. Yeah. So then when you come out of the water, that conduction is still happening, so it's still going on. Um, I'm doing an excellent exam- visual example, which no one can see. Yeah, so I thought I'd come up with an, uh, my own analogy as well. I didn't even look for an analogy. I created my own 
So imagine uh, you've got your house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but someone's left the back door open. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, all of the doors in your house are open. So the main room that's close to the back door gets cold quite quickly. Yeah, because all of the doors to the rest of the house are open, slowly that cold air is going to work all the way through the house. And we all know that feeling where you go, whoa, someone's left a door open. Yeah. Yeah. Then, of course, if you close the back door, the house doesn't instantly warm up. It takes its time to warm that back up for it to then get back to the temperature. Nice. So that is effectively what's happening with your body. Yeah. So if you go in in just your skins, just a swimming costume, you're basically, your house is, all of the doors are open, yeah? If you wear a wetsuit, for instance, um, or um, a swim hat, gloves, boots, those doors in the house are closed. So you're just delaying that slightly. If you're full head-to-toe no, head neoprene, imagine all of the doors are closed and you've got the radiators on, but the back door is still open, which is you in the cold water. So the house is still gonna get cold, if you keep that back door open. So by coming out the water, you're closing the back door and therefore keeping yourself warm. <laughs> hey, do you like it? I do like it, yeah. I thought it was a really good analogy. It's a really good analogy. Yeah, so it just means you need to basically close that door before the house gets too cold and isn't able to warm itself back up again. Mm. So yes, so that's, that's the myth. It's not the blood traveling around your body, um, it is, the actual conduction of the cold going through your skin, your fat, your muscle, and everything. And obviously, your core is the last thing to feel the cold because that is where your body is working the hardest to keep warm. Because without your core being warm, then your functions aren't aren't good. Yeah, totally. So yes, I am. Um, I yeah. Well done. You want to put that one out there? Well done. Yeah. You're such a geek. I know. <laughs> and to be fair, that, that myth isn't one that's, you know, it, it's not too much of an issue if people don't know the exact way that afterdrop works. Yeah. However, I think if you know, the more you know, the better. So I think the most important thing for afterdrop is, is the knowing that it is still happening when you get out of the water. I've just thought actually a better way of talking about the analogy. So your neoprene is closing all the doors in the house. So it's just keeping the cold air at bay and then effectively turning the radiators on and closing the back door is putting layers on, getting your wet gear off and putting layers on after your swim. Yeah. That's effectively, there mm. you go. Mm. Yeah, I was just saying that the main thing to know is to get yourself out of the water. Well, once you're out of the water is to remember you are still cooling. So you need to close all those doors by getting all that wet stuff off and getting your hot stuff on yes. or your dry stuff. Yeah, turn stuff. those radiators on. That's it. Yeah, so um, yeah, and I think after drop catches people out. We, I mean, we've seen it on several occasions. People come out of the water, they feel amazing. They're having a wonderful time and then they don't get changed quick enough, particularly when it's wet and windy. Yeah. It's very different to a hot sunny day. So, yeah. Well done. So I've got one that's kind of a myth. It's Ooh. sort of a myth, but it's a bit more information-y as okay. well. Because mm -hmm. it's about wetsuits. Okay. And more so for us short girls. 
Ah. Because when you receive your swimming wetsuit wet and it might be a little bit too long for you, you're like, ah, oh, this is too long. I need to send it back. But actually, <laughs> if you look at the bottom of your wetsuits, most of them have a little, like about three or four rings, circles inside it. Those rings are where you can cut. Because it is neoprene, you can cut the bottoms off. Yeah. And you can make them the correct length for you. Yeah, it doesn't fray. Yeah, it doesn't fray. And it's the same with some arms. Obviously, our yonder ones, because they're the Ulex um, and the material they are, you, you can't cut those. Yeah. But some of them that are full neoprene in the arms also have the rings in the arms as well. And you can cut those to length. So I just wanted to highlight that because I don't know if too many people know that that if you turn your wetsuits inside out and look at the bottom of the legs, it should have some rings. And if you feel like your wetsuit's a little bit too long, cut them off. Mm. It's nothing worse than a gathered up. Yeah. Gathered up wetsuit. Yeah, because they should sort of sit just uh, just sort of, a you know, just above your ankle knuckle, you know, so they should. Is that what it's called, an ankle knuckle? What's that bit there? Is that your ankle knuckle? You know, the bony that, that's bit. That's your ankle, isn't it? Yeah, but is it a knuckle? I mean, I love it. <laughs> I think everyone will know what I mean by the ankle knuckle. Yeah, <laughs> never called, heard it called that before, but I like it. My ankle knuckle. Yeah, so it should it should kind of sit just in above those. So I just thought, you know, I, I think I've had that discussion with somebody recently, and I just thought, ah, oh, that could be that is a good one. Something that people need to know. So it's, it's kind of it's kind of a myth. Yeah, it's helpful, isn't it? Helpful. Nice. I like it. So, myths busted. <laughs> cool. Okay, so coming back to our last podcast, uh, we did some little stories, didn't we, uh, on the way up to our shoot? And um, we had we had so much, so many people send us lots of encouraging messages. You know, and and actually saying, well done. I think it's uh, you know, I had quite a few people say to me, you know, it's it's I love it that Yonder are using what we feel is normal, mm. <laughs> you know, normal people to um to promote their wetsuits. So um, yeah, lots of positivity. Um, lovely one from um our Debbie Keats. Um, she's put you two are just awesome. Um, make me smile always apart from if I'm in the water doing your drills <laughs> <laughs> she's but enjoy your modeling which I uh, that was just lovely to receive yep I've got one from the lovely Jane Coleman who says love the shoot posts well done you two looking forward to seeing the Ali and the Terry shorties back at heel yay so oh, thanks Jane yeah so really really lovely so thank you very much cool so the next bit, moving on to tell, tell it to, to the, the sea. sea. Okay. <laughs> so Gertrude, a girl, she's an American swimmer. She swam the English Channel in 1926. How old was she? In 1926, she swam the English Channel. She um, first female to ever do it. Yep. Broke records. Lots and lots of imagery of her. Do I get? Do I get? Yeah, you can have your five years either way. Okay. I'm gonna say forty-two. Forty-two, you say? 
she was 19. <laughs> For a bonus point. You should know this. How many miles is the English Channel swim? 22-ish. <laughs> well done. Google says 21. So you could end up swimming, I reckon. Well, you could probably end up swimming yeah. a lot more than 22 even. But yeah. Okay. Well done. So do I get half a point? Well, you can have half a point. Half a point. Yay! Okay, my question to you. Out of all the strokes, which is the oldest? The oldest known stroke? The oldest known stroke? Yeah. It's got to be... I mean, I can't even have a... This is pointless, having a... Uh, Okay, it's got to be breaststroke, but that, I, I'm still thinking it can't be butterfly. There's no way it can be butterfly, I don't think. So it's either backstroke or breaststroke. Don't think it's run crawl or freestyle. I'm going to say backstroke. It was breaststroke. No! <laughs> Damn it, what made me go for backstroke? I think I just thought, I can just imagine people doing that. Ow, oh, breaststroke, yeah. damn it. I nearly had another point. Yeah. It's a hard one. Well, it's a hard one, I'm sorry. Well, it wasn't a hard one. It, it was a dead easy one. <laughs> I should have just got it. See, this is the thing, you've got to go with your- Yeah, you've got to go with your gut. Good Lord. Yeah. Brilliant, well done. If anyone's got any questions or something that they've heard that they think it might be a myth or they'd like us to bust, uh, please do send us a message, drop us a line, follow us on our Instagram, our Facebook, on our social medias. You can leave us a message on our website. You can send us an email. We'll leave it all in the description for you. So there's no excuse. Yeah, please, everybody, at least one myth, just one. That would be, you know, we, we, we would love to be getting some more interaction going on these uh, yeah. on these podcasts. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts as well. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, fabulous. So, well done. Just keep swimming and all that. And don't forget to seize, seize your, your dreams. dreams. Bye. Bye.